Welcome to episode seven of Mortgageonomics. I'm your host, Marco Gello. situated and functioning municipality. Maybe let's start with the interrelated municipalities or districts surrounding it uh, in non-real estate terms known as the North Shore. Now, North Shore consists of West Vancouver and two variations of North Vancouver. One is known as the city of North Vancouver, which is home to about 42,000 people. The other is the district of North Vancouver, which is much larger in area and has a population over 80,000. So yeah, pretty strange, even more so the fact that the two city halls are about two or three kilometers apart. And as I'm producing this episode, I just learned that the district of North Vancouver has just recently submitted an application or proposal of some sort to the city of North Vancouver to consider amalgamation. But who cares about that for now? We'll be talking about real estate in Vancouver, North Vancouver, as in the city and district combined. Um, Several regions in Greater Vancouver have roads and public transit leading into it. The North Shore, not so fortunate. So there are three ways to get in. Two bridges and a 14-minute sea bus shuttle. That's right, CBUS, a mini ferry for foot passengers delivering about 400 passengers back and forth across the Burrard Inlet, connecting North Vancouver to downtown Vancouver. So if you're arriving by CBUS, you enter the city of North Vancouver. Then there's entrance number two, the Lionsgate Bridge, stretching from Stanley Park and landing on um, the westernmost part of the city of North Vancouver, right smack beside West Van. And finally, every commuter's favorite bridge in the Lower Mainland, the second narrow bridge that connects the North Shore to Vancouver, Burnaby, and uh, pretty much any other destination along Highway 1. After spending some time in and around the North Shore, you'll quickly understand why its real estate is amongst the most desired in the Lower Mainland. It it truly does have a lot to offer. Um, A five to 10 minute drive up Lonsdale Avenue catapults you from sea level to eight or 900 feet in elevation within a few minutes drive. Um, Spectacular. And with that, views and natural surrounding become even more spectacular by the second. So really, this place has everything. Urban, big city lifestyle and mountainside cottage feel uh, in in the the trenches of Deep Cove, all, all within a 15 to 20 minute commuting radius. But all this comes with the price, of course. Um, Today, the real estate market in North Vancouver is somewhat subdued depending on what type of property you are inquiring about, uh, be that single family, detached, attached, low-rise condo, high-rise, or, or townhomes. Of course, all existing in the same market ecosystem, but due to a constantly changing environment of pretty much everything these days. So like mortgage rule changes, endless real estate tax proposals, and and now continuous talk of uh, rising interest rates and debt loads. The particular type of property has become a clear distinction of various price points. So on a broad scale overview, I can tell you that 
sales activity is down. Uh, days on market, so how many days it takes to sell, is up, and listings are up. So these are all factors or gaugers that would point to a reduction of, of sales prices. But when we look at the sales to active listings ratio, which classifies uh, the market as either a buyer, sellers, or balanced, the numbers are still quite dominant uh, in the seller's market category. Um, a few notches from where it used to be, you know, back in the hyper-thrust galactic seller's market, but nonetheless, a pretty healthy, normal seller's market. So no big price drops to report as of yet, perhaps. Uh, so knowing that anything above 20% sales to active listings ratio is considered a sales market, here are the property types in North Van and their respective sales to active listings ratio. So firstly, let's start with all property types. As of March 2018, um, the sales to active listings ratio are hovering around 40%. Um, so this would paint a picture that there's a raging seller's market uh, going on in North Vancouver. But but hold on, Let, let's break it down by property type. So for detached homes, the market seems to be shifting uh, to a balanced market at just under 20%. Uh, but then after this, it's all seller's market territory. So the uh, detached home market being just below 20, that would, that would uh, indicate a somewhat entering the balanced market uh, phase there. But then after that, uh, like I said, the, the condos are at around 50% and apartment high-rise units around 90%. So, you know, that's above 20%, and, and that's telling us that these things are, are condos and apartment high-rise units uh, selling like hotcakes. It will be interesting um, to see how things unfold in the coming weeks, and uh, will the slide continue for detached homes? Uh, and how about condos and apartments? Will they continue on the red-hot path that they're currently on. We'll just have to uh, wait it out and see. There's one more wild card that I think is going to be a game changer. Um, really, the change of all changes, and that's rising interest rates. I think if there is one thing that could single-handedly make things volatile in a relatively quick time frame, um, that would be interest rates, mortgage interest rates. And as a mortgage broker, tracking rates and prepping my client files has become the single most crucial part of my day. So the new stress test has removed any leeway my clients once had, uh, and in many cases outright removed some of them from the playing field, the market altogether. So my message to all mortgage holders, it is time to get your financial house in order. Now is the time to get your financial house in order. Contact me or anyone else in mortgages that you know and trust and have the conversation about your current mortgage. Even if your maturity is one or two years out, now is the time to start planning. Um, mortgage rates are on the rise. And what that does from a qualification standpoint is it diminishes your purchasing or refinancing power. Um, so please don't hesitate to reach out to me or your mortgage source and simply have a conversation about your current situation 
and your short to medium term income in spending trajectories. So good planning will go a long way and could help you navigate through some of the difficult times ahead. Um, And one more thing before we take a little break, an interesting little side note worth mentioning about North Vancouver, a recent stat on the most densely populated cities in Canada pegged North Vancouver um, in in the sixth spot, sixth position there at 4,465 people per square kilometer. So this is two spots ahead of Toronto. So when you think about that, North Vancouver should technically feel more crowded than Toronto. Pretty crazy. Now, one thing is for sure, and pretty much no one can deny, land in North Vancouver is scarce. And in most parts, it's simply not available. Um, The only way to expand housing units is upward, as in medium to high-rise condos, and uh, land subdivision and rezoning both of which are in constant barrage from the uh, anti-growth, keep-my-neighborhood-the-way-it-is type of crowd. Um, North Vancouver is no different than the overall Greater Vancouver summary on real estate um, in that it's unaffordable and scarce. Detached homes, for example, the benchmark price sits at about $1.7 million. Condos have just recently hit the $1 million mark. And uh, the traditionally entry-level apartment sits at about $600,000. So we'll be keeping an eye on these numbers. Really looking forward to June and July reportings to see how this all plays out. Let's take a quick break and then I'll uh, welcome our guest. If you're currently looking to get into the market or looking to renew or refinance your mortgage, please don't hesitate to connect with me. I'm the mortgage broker owner for Home Financing Solutions, a leading franchise of Canada's longest standing brokerage, The Mortgage Center. Our process is very simple. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. This tendering process enables us to create a stage for your mortgage application in an arena where Canada's top lenders fight for your business. Find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Let's have a discussion about your mortgage. We work for you, not the lenders. Okay, it's now time to go to the street and get the real dirt on North Vancouver's real estate market. Uh, I spoke to Lisa Gordon of McDonald Realty in North Vancouver a couple of days ago to get her thoughts on the market. We also talked about trends, new project developments, and uh, other points you'll find very interesting. Let's hear what Lisa had to say. All right, Lisa, thanks for joining us today. I've been looking forward to this uh, particular episode for a long time because I am uh, I live and play and work in North Vancouver myself, as you do. So really looking forward to it. So thanks for, for being on this morning. Well, fantastic. And thank you for having me. And why don't we start off with uh, just a little intro about yourself and uh, how long you've been in the business and all that good stuff, and, uh, and then we'll get right into it. Absolutely. So I moved to North Vancouver in the year 2001, and I've been a realtor since 2006. Absolutely love North Vancouver. You can't beat it. And uh, I'm a residential realtor, and I love uh, helping my clients find their financial success. It's uh, very rewarding. 
And uh, yeah, I think that testament is common with a lot of people. I've I've worked on you with a couple of deals and uh, I, I hear the same message. So well done, Lisa, and thanks again. Why don't we get right into it here with um, when I guess for the, the duration of this episode, we're going to refer to this region as North Vancouver, and that'll consist of the city of North Vancouver and the district. Are you cool with that? I think all the stats, I think, in real estate kind of couple them all in one zone. Is that right? Exactly, they do. And the difference is the city is uh, the core down at Lower Lonsdale, and then the uh, district is surrounding that. The city was formed first, and the district was actually the suburb of the city. And uh, at some point down the line, they were actually thinking of changing the name, but they decided not to. And anyhow, it uh, seems confusing to others, but uh, uh, we really just consider ourselves all of North Vancouver and also West Vancouver. And we incorporate that as the North Shore. Perfect. And yeah, I know it, it took me a little while to, to realize that. And I, I think a lot of our listeners uh, maybe did not know that as well. So really North Vancouver consisting of the city and the district. And um, I live right on the boundary, interestingly enough, right off Lonsdale and 29th Street. So um, interesting, interesting spot. So let, let's start off with uh, the, the count in, in North Vancouver. Um, I've always wanted to know, like, how, how many living units or homes or apartments or whatever statistic you may have, do we have here in North Vancouver? Right. In the combination of the two uh, municipalities making up our North Vancouver, we have 57,000 dwellings right now. But we're going to be increasing that quite a bit in the coming years. So 57,000 dwellings. In that, when you say dwellings, you mean, uh, say, one dwelling could be a six-story condo, uh, a high, low-rise condo. Is that right? Well, for each dwelling, it's, a, it's an actual living unit. So we ha currently have a combination. Uh, if you're putting the entire district together, we're, we have about 60% single-family homes and 40% condos, townhomes, duplexes. And they're looking to change that to uh, either 50-50 or 40-60. So kind of reversing it, actually. That's, that's the eventual goal. I see. So uh, maybe from here, let, let's go into some statistics now that we know the amount of dwellings. Um, what is going on here? I think the the average price has has you know hasn't really moved up or down. I'd say in the last uh, year substantially, or you know, or correct me if I'm wrong. Um, where are we at there? Well, it has gone up quite a bit for condos, but I'd I'd like to actually hark back to uh, 2010. 2010 was a pretty interesting year for. For starting this stat because that's when our single-family homes on the North Shore actually reached 1 million. That was uh, that was an incredible time. People really, they became millionaires overnight and they hadn't thought that that was going to be possible. So that was pretty exciting and at that time townhomes were about half the price and condos about a third of, of the uh, single-family home prices. But just five years later that same home was now worth 1.5 million. And today, that one million uh, single-family home is now worth two million. So in eight years, it's doubled. It's very incredible. But then we see the townhome prices when we were back in 2010. Those were about 575 for a townhome, and now we're over one million. So so we're about the same uh, same percentage gain doubling. And interestingly enough, condos have just caught up to that too. So from 2010. They were 400,000 for the average condo. 
And now we're seeing between 750 and 800 for the average condo. It's incredible price gain. Yeah, that that is incredible, and I've been keeping my eye on that as well. That that gap uh, between from from condos and townhomes and single family homes, uh, it is starting to diminish. Uh, it is absolutely, yeah, and, and it's also very difficult for people to move back and forth. So if you have uh, somebody who's in a single family home and they're looking for a condo, they're also competing with people looking for their first time home, uh, you know, it's, it's an incredible competition. That's what's made the uh, prices go up. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of demand in the supply. Now with, with the news right now, I mean, you know, there, there's no, you hear it on the radio every day, continuously discussed there first, maybe earlier or later on in 2017, we were all talking about the mortgage rule changes and how that would impact things. Soon after that, uh, you know, the NDP, uh, came in and started implementing their tax policies, which many can see are, are targeted right towards the, the demand side. Uh, and, and everyone knows what these tax policies are. We don't have to spend too much time talking about them. But the interesting thing that, that I've, I've noticed, um, this is still um, very much so a seller's market in North Vancouver. Would you, do you agree, Lisa? I, I absolutely agree. Um, so if your home value is uh, $2 million and under, you're definitely in the seller's market. All townhomes I would consider are in the seller's market because right now we only have uh, 65 townhomes available to buy. I mean, there's just not very many available. And the same with condos due to that demand. Now, I'm going through the process with a, a few of my clients as well, and, and maybe you can share uh, on this as well. But is it uh, is it quite accurate to? I mean, one way we can address a supply issue is is going through rezoning of uh, several communities and, and properties and streets here and throughout North Vancouver. Um, how are you? What, what's the vibe that that you're getting or the feedback from your customers? Um, going through this process like it is a time enduring process for example if you're looking to rezone or get that laneway uh, coach house in the yard uh, i think a, a lot of what is maybe restricting some opportunities to sell and buy is is simply the process both from the city and the district of uh, getting the zoning complete and starting construction on more supply yes that's definitely delaying it However, I actually see this becoming <clears throat> pardon me, an emerging trend. So what people are doing is they're taking that, that large family home that, that typically maybe they raised three or four children in. And now mom and dad have been living in that probably alone for the last 10 or 15 years. And now they're actually diversifying that home. So they're putting in a basement suite if there isn't one already and a laneway home. And so what this allows is aging in place. They have the parents potentially living in a fabulous laneway home and uh, maybe two families living in the family home. And I do see that they're restructuring the finances. It is actually um, definitely a way to go. And I'm seeing homes like that on the market today. Yeah. And in, in, uh, your touch there on the financing, I think uh, both on the real estate side and on the residential mortgage, uh, what I do, there are quite unique solutions come into the market right now and um, something that I'm going to be discussing in the mortgage minute following this segment. But um, we're, we, we have to, we live in a part of the world where we have to explore other options to, to get in 
this insane market. Now, well, exactly. And yeah. you know, if I could just interrupt a bit, had I known that buying a fairly livable small home on one of the transportation corridors would triple in value, I mean, I would have definitely invested back then. In in 2010, instead of doubling, we would have seen tripling. And that's yeah. what the homeowners are getting now. I know. So I do yeah. think it's a win-win for people here. If you, if we just get our heads around it, you know, we had all these people saying, "No, not in my backyard," and now all of a sudden they're tripling their investment. I, I, I think it's a win-win. I, I absolutely agree with you. So I think we can agree. You know, if you, if you look at it from a traditional approach, uh, yeah, there, there's an affordability crisis. But just from our last two minutes here. Um, we have to explore other options and there are ways to make things more affordable. And, um, of course, you know, it, it involves getting in contact with a, a great realtor like yourself and a, and a mortgage broker as well. But let's move forward here on, um, the, uh, I want to talk about the profile of, you know, uh, maybe if we can start off a typical buyer coming into North Vancouver. Um, and it's, you know, with all these new rules and the, the tax policies in effect, are we still seeing first-time home buyers coming to North Vancouver, or, or what kind of profile are, are you dealing with? Well, we are still seeing them, um, but typically, I believe that they're, they're they're coming from other areas of Metro Vancouver. So they're, they've chosen lifestyle, and they want proximity to downtown. Pretty much anywhere you live in North Vancouver, your commute is 20 minutes, and that can either be by sea bus or driving. Or by bus and, and we do have uh, some people that say oh the bridge or whatever but uh, the bridge traffic is actually busier uh, the opposite direction so we have people coming to the north door to, to work and such so it's actually not difficult to get downtown 20 minutes pretty much so they're looking for access to our recreation I mean we have three beautiful ski hills thousand kilometers of uh, mountain trails with world-class mountain biking we have uh, the ocean, so you've got anything sailing, boating. I mean, truly, you can ski in the morning, golf in the afternoon, and sail in the evening, all within a 15-minute drive. I mean, it's incredible. Plus, almost every neighborhood has its own green necklace already, and we've embarked with uh, federal, provincial, and natives to build a spirit trail that will go from West Vancouver to Deep Cove, mostly along the waterfront. So people want that recreation. They want the good schools. We have public, private, we have Capilano University, and we even have a BTIT Marine Campus. And, but really, it's, it's when they see that, the lifestyle, that they really see the value, and not just the value in the lifestyle, but also in the prices. Because you could typically sell your two-bedroom condo and kits if your family is expanding. You come over here, and our prices are about 15 or 20% less than Vancouver on the west side. And so you're you're able to get into that town home. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's an easier jump for people coming from Metro Vancouver. Yeah. Plus they really, they really like enjoying the views, whether it be a spectacular southwest city view where you've got this, you know, uh, Lionsgate Bridge and Mount Baker at your doorstep, or there's a lot of uh, nature views where you have uh, woodlands. Besides all that, we also have safety. We have very low crime rate. And, you know, because of our high income levels, uh, pretty much very little homelessness, too, which is quite attractive to families, feeling quite safe. Um, and we also have oceanfront homes. I mean, if you, want, if you want an oceanfront home with your own marina, 
we can set you up in the three to eleven million dollar range. I mean, some people are actually looking for that. So it's it's quite diverse and quite incredible. Yeah. In fact, last year, last year we had a um, a home listed, the highest price ever. Uh, geez, I just at about thirty six million dollars for a fourteen acre parcel of land in the Deep Cove area. Now that's but if you're, that's yeah, incredible. incredible. So like I, I I agree like all those things that you just mentioned and there's definitely a lure out here and uh, it, it's definitely a place for a family and even the the, the bridge issue I, I couldn't agree with you more there's a lot of traffic obviously but um, I I our family I mean we have three children and everything we need is on the North Shore so it, it's incredible just a little drive down Lonsdale and uh, there's more than your basic needs there. And uh, now with Whole Foods coming in, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the lore of what that's going to bring around it as well. So I would expect that in that range, in that zone there, that you're going to see some, uh, um, some of those leases kind of spike up, uh, which traditionally happens when you bring a big box uh, wholesaler like Whole Foods there. Um, let's get into a little uh, the new development projects. I, I noticed uh, in the Lynn Valley area there, um, there's a... Uh, quite a quite a scene there with the construction and, and all the low rise and high rise condos going up there maybe speak to that and what kind of price point are we looking at for people to get into those zones oh sure in Lynn Valley we're going to have about 800 new homes combined with a, a large-scale uh, development of the Lynn Valley mall that's owned by BOSA but surrounding that we also have wood frame it's incredible so pricing there we're, we're you know, between $900 and $1,000 a square foot for con uh, concrete. And that goes without saying for all concrete uh, new builds. But we're really building in in uh, well-thought-out areas. So you touched on uh, Lonsdale. I think in 30 years, we're going to see that completely different uh, with luxury homes all along Lon Lower Lonsdale, Central Lonsdale. But we also have this... Uh, big build out out in Ravenwood, the leasehold area. And that's a great area if you want to buy new and you don't want to pay that property transfer tax. Fantastic little tip there. Mm -hmm. We have the Sealand Village area, but uh, the foot of the Second Narrows Bridge. Um, we're going to have another 600 homes there. You're pricing in the 800 to $900 a square foot. A fantastic family area that's being redeveloped as well. Um, mostly townhomes with its uh, new idea of what they're calling lock-off suites. So you've got a townhome with a basement suite, and that's going to be in the Moodyville area. Construction is underway, and many of the pre-sales have already taken place. Um, all of these uh, little village areas were, were uh, taken from the Edgemont Village. Edgemont Village really had this sustainable air, um, uh, build to it, where everything was walkable. You could meet your family's needs by walking from your home into the center of the town. You've got your transportation and your amenities. You're, you can pick up your groceries. Basically, it's getting everybody out of their car as much as possible. One of one of the biggest uh, things that's going on right now is our marine drive corridor is pretty much getting completely built out. Um, those homes are selling quite quickly if people like the access to downtown Vancouver. And in the future, we're going to have 800 homes in that auto mall area, including the hotel, which we really are lacking the services of a hotel on the North Shore. So I, I, I think that uh, 
uh, our developments are fantastic. We're, uh, my prediction is we're going to see a lot more three-bedroom condos to account, accommodate the families that want to live in these walkable neighborhoods. I was just going to ask, uh, you know, what your thoughts are on trends. So um, I agree. I'm starting to see more of that as well, especially here in North Vancouver is the uh, two plus bedroom units coming out. And, uh, you know, the builders are definitely paying attention to the demographics out there. Um, families today uh, and going forward, it, it appears that, you know, according to statistics, uh, they're smaller. And I think it's it's becoming more of a... a expectation or a, a achievement to to live in a townhome and a, a bigger size condo unit so you're seeing a lot of uh the condo inventory spruce up here in north vancouver and i would say uh you agree with me lisa that in the in the years to come um are there quite a bit more to come like i do see a lot of zoning applications coming up and all the signs off lonsdale and also in the district um does it look like we we will continue on this path? To me, it does. And I think it will also speak to diversity, where you'll actually see families buying this three-bedroom condo because mom and dad are going to move to Vancouver Island or maybe the interior, but they want to they want a bedroom to come back to. So I think that they're buying with their children. That's something that I'm seeing quite a bit more. It's a family decision. So not only are they diversifying their homes, but even when they're downsizing, they're diversifying. Even for myself, I'm considering something like that as my son's heading into university and I'm thinking of downsizing, you know, but I don't want to lose my footing in the North Shore and in the Vancouver area. So it's seeing that decision being made a lot. Now, what are you seeing maybe going out? Here we are. It's uh, it, it's mid-April almost. We're... We're a little late into the uh, real estate, the traditional pickup in the market. Um, and I think it's kind of uh, what happened as a result of the rule changes in January. People have kind of let up for a bit. But uh, what do, what do you, where do you think we're headed this spring and how do you think the market's going to play out? Yeah, well, we really started off on a wait-and-see approach. Uh, that was an incredible slow January. So our sales were down pretty much each month 30%. But interestingly enough, our prices are not down. They're actually up just a little bit. And so we're seeing our average uh, single-family home price around the $2 million mark. Um, and we have about 350 homes on the market right now. Typically, about this time, our average is just over 300. So we don't have a huge supply. It's not incredible. Um, we're, you know, it's... Uh, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Don't worry. Um, so, like, I, I agree. Like, there's we, we've experienced a slowdown, and I think the the phenomena part of uh, Vancouver real estate is, yeah, sales are down, listings are down, but the price continued to creep up. So um, Exactly. And, and the prices are going up on townhomes and as well condos. So we're seeing... You know, the multiple offer days are, are pretty much gone for single-family homes, but it is, mm -hmm. it is occasionally happening. Um, townhomes, we still are seeing some multiple offers, but we are seeing anything that's not renovated. Oh, the prices are a little bit lower. Um, where people maybe were surprised pricing at that eight ninety nine mark and hoping for multiples just didn't happen. So I think that did surprise a few people. And um, we are seeing, uh, like I said, condos. We're seeing multiple offers, particularly at the entry level. So under 500000 we're, we're often seeing multiple offers right now. Some opportunities there. Um, 
Lisa, give us uh, uh, your real estate pick of the week. If you've got a, a listing or two that you'd like to share with everyone, uh, please uh, please share it with us. Yeah, I have one in particular. And I'm going to go right back to saying, hey, if I had bought on a corridor. So this property's on a corridor. It's the address is 428 East Keys. It's actually not even my listing. Um, it's priced at uh, 1699 so just under the 17 mark. We have eight bedrooms on a lot the size of 6,500. So that's typically a 50 foot wide frontage. Um, in the future, who knows? I think this would just be a fantastic holding property, uh, or maybe you can live in it. It's got a three bedroom basement suite. It is an older home, but it's been completely renovated. And in that area, you can actually walk to the sea bus. It's, not, it's maybe a 15 minute walk, but you're also close to all the uh, shopping and great schools. I think that, that's my pick of the week. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to drive by that as soon as we're done here because that, that does sound amazing. And, and definitely uh, that, that's what I was thinking, a, a hold uh, hold strategy on that for sure. Um, Lisa, tell us where we can find you, your contact information, website, and all that good stuff. Sure. Lisa Gordon, and I'm with uh, McDonald Realty. You can always call me at 604-626-1298. And my website is isagordon.ca. Excellent. You know what we're going to do? Let's mark it down and chat again in August and talk about how this spring market played out in North Vancouver. So thanks again for joining us, Lisa, and uh, let's chat soon. Awesome. Thanks, Marco. Owning a business can be a rewarding experience, and in Canada, the trend of newly formed businesses, both small and large, continues to grow and become a way of life for many, especially after the first two or three years. This is the minimum tenure that lenders require for your self-employed income eligibility. In other words, if you are about to start a business, make sure you qualify for a mortgage before you leave your salaried employment because in the lender's eyes, you are basically ineligible to qualify during the first two years of self-employment. My advice to anyone about to embark into self-employment, before doing so, make sure you fully exploit your pre-self-employment salary to qualify for as much credit as you possibly can, preferably mortgages or home equity lines of credit. In failing that, or in addition to that, rack up as high a limit as you can possibly get for a personal line of credit. Trust me, I've witnessed it with many clients in the past. It's good to have these untapped accounts at your disposal when the business takes a bump or experiences some unexpected growing pains. Equally important, while you're working through your two-year self-employed tenure, be aware of the following points in preparation for an optimal outcome. That is, if you are intending to qualify for a mortgage once you reach your two-year self-employment anniversary. Stay up to date and in the black with your taxes. Pay your bills on time and avoid any confrontation with your creditors. And finally, discuss your tax planning strategies with your mortgage broker as your declared income to CCRA doesn't necessarily translate to qualifying income for mortgage purposes. I'll leave you with this quote from an unknown source. Entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. I'm Marco Gello, and this is the Mortgage Minute.
And that is the conclusion of this episode. I really hope you found it uh, informative. So if you're in North Vancouver and in need of a real estate expert, don't hesitate to reach out to Lisa Gordon of McDonald Realty. Um, She's awesome. She's a a passionate realtor with plenty of experience and knowledge. And you can find her at lisagordon.ca. That's lisagordon, G-O-R-D-O-N.ca. And of course, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to discuss anything we talked about in greater detail or any other mortgage-related matter. You can find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca or follow me on Facebook by searching Mortgageonomics Canada Podcast. And I also want to encourage any mortgage professionals that might be listening in, please don't hesitate to reach out and discuss employment opportunities as we are always looking to take on more brokers. Regardless of your level of experience, our training and support systems are second to none. And finally, please don't hesitate to share and tell your friends about Mortgageonomics Canada. The more listeners, the better. Thanks again for your time. Talk to you later. (music) 